You're listening to The Comedy Cellar, live from the table, on the Riotcast Network, riotcast.com. I think third. This is my third. third? Yeah, uh, third. Right. Yeah. Good <laughs> evening, everybody. Welcome to The Comedy Cellar Show here on Sirius XM Channel 99. My name is Noam Dorman. I'm the owner of The Comedy Cellar. We're here at the back table of The Comedy Cellar with... Uh, Where's Ray Allen? No, with Aruba Ray Allen, a, a longtime comedian uh, on the circuit. Of course, my co-host, Mr. Dan Natterman. Hey, now. We have James Altucher, who is a former financier, hedge fund manager, and author of 18 books. A year and a half ago, he threw out all his possessions and now lives in Airbnbs. Which is amazing. And you oh, want I to didn't know that. You introduced Rebecca? About James Altucher. Rebecca Trent. She's a real class act. That's me. Owner of The Creek in the Cave, which is a comedy room in Queens. Long Island City. New York. <laughs> and uh, she's a real swinging cat. And we'd like to have her here to hear her perspective. Yummy. Hi, Dan. And she does, uh, I guess you would call her the... the, the uh, Den mother of alternative comedy. Oh, my goodness. I don't know. What a title. That's good. I like that. Okay. I'll take you know, it. I miss you one. North Korea. <laughs> Nothing there? No, I don't have much about to say about more North Korea. Um, Are we going to war, Dan? I, I, have, I'm, I don't know. I haven't studied the issue. This, this, All right, what do you guys want to talk about? Obviously, I, I'm only concerned I'll talk about... about North, I'll talk about whatever you want. North Korea? Talk, talk close to the mic. I'll what, talk about North what Korea. What do you think about North well, Korea? We are, okay, let me tell you what I think about North Korea. You're a hedge fund guy, whatever it is. Yeah. I think that there's, um, there's only one option in North Korea. The road to North Korea leads... It goes right through Wall Street. Unless we are prepared to upend... It's like chemotherapy. Like, you know, there was a time we could have just cut this out... But we didn't. And now, if we want to kill this, it's going to be chemotherapy, which kills, killing a, a lot of sickness, a lot of healthy cells. And if the only way is to convince China to get on our side, and the only way to convince China is through economic pain, and the only way to, to send economic pain to China is to be willing to stand economic pain at home. We don't make anything. We, 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 we can't. We buy. We, we, we buy from China. We, we can't give them economic pain. Yeah, we stop importing. Well, I well, mean, yeah, but where are we going to get our garbage then? That's, that's, We're a bunch of garbage point. people that I'll, need our garbage to buy. I'll tell you what we make. I'll tell you what we make for China. We make dollar bills, and they own two trillion of them. That's right. So, so who owns the bank? The biggest, I don't even know how you can hurt them at this point. The who, own, who owns the bank? The bank owner or the person who owes the bank two the trillion exactly. dollars? I got two well, points to they're make. Not, they're not payable on demand. I mean, I got two points to make. Number one, we make rock and roll, baby. Okay. And the Chinese will never be uh, never be able to do that. Look. And Hollywood. Just, no, we just, have Hollywood. They're just not cool enough. Look, China doesn't want problems with us, and neither does North Korea. They're doing the same thing they it's did true. under everybody. Just scare, scare, scare until somebody does a deal with them. But and I had so a second. now we're putting the pressure to do the deal that, that China needs to do a deal instead of we doing the deal. Okay, can I just make a point real fast? There should be some correlation between the guests that are invited and the topics that are discussed. <laughs> such that if you want to talk about North Korea, I, you don't um, invite Aruba Ray Allen. My <laughs> father. You invite Aruba Ray Allen to talk hey. about Aruba. Hey, my father is North Korean. So, <laughs> well, I'm then we'd saying. love to have him on the show. <laughs> He's dead. And Rebecca so, so Trent. I actually think my we father agree. spent a lot of time in Korea. He, I, uh, he was in South Korea. He was stationed in South Korea for a tremendous amount of time. So. And I had a Korean girlfriend. I have, I have some garb. I have some things to say about right, it. Right. Your and main I go, expertise and I go to 30 seconds not, not so much Korean. It's no. not necessarily Korea. Korea. It's alternative comedy. It's true. It's and true. Uh, I assume you have other areas of expertise. <laughs> well, <laughs> we'll just stick with comedy now, for the purposes of this podcast. James, I actually don't. And I, I, I would like to read 
first of all, if I can read one of your 18 books, yes. which one should I read? I'm a businessman. What, what would interest me? Okay, so I have a book called Choose Yourself, mm -hmm. which describes many of my business failures, but also how I overcame and came back from that, and how I think in this economy, everyone's relying on, let's say, an employer to give you money, or a publisher to publish your book, or a TV network to give you a TV show, and you kind of have to start taking control of your own, you have to take ownership of your own life and to succeed now more than ever. The middle layer of the middle class, the middle layer of management, the middle tier of employees are all going away, and that's going to collapse the economy unless people choose themselves. And what's the name of that book again? Choose Yourself. Choose yeah, yourself. but Noam's already chosen himself. He owns a comedy club. Yes. A successful you, bar. Every, every single person here so this, we don't has need chosen the book. themselves. No, we've that's already true. done that. I'm I, saying for listeners. Okay, I would suggest. Sounds like a book. really good book for artists, though, for comedians. Yeah, because like I think I think artists and not comedians, giving yourself over to the project like that kind of that kind of advice I preach is pretty good. I preach this all the time. Like, like <laughs> I really do. Well, like, well, Ray like, Allen had comedians as an okay. example. Comedians rely on so many other people to lift their careers, whether it's the the person who passes you at the comedy cellar or someone who gives you a, a role on a show or. Whatever, when there's probably many, many outlets for success in a career. You know, I'm just guessing. But, you know, you see comedians doing many, many more things now because there's so many different outlets, like podcasts, which we're on right now, or YouTube videos, or whatever. That Book is writing that they could self publish. Sure. Yes, indeed. That is true. You know, when you self publish, you get, you get 100% of the money instead of 7% of the money. Every comedian should self publish, you know, their book. Many comedians well. write books, but they wait for the publisher to choose them. Well, uh, this is, for some reason, what you just said reminded me of this, and we can find a way to, to make it, uh, make it uh, logical, that distrib distribution is changing. And, uh, you know, did you hear that? I think it was just yesterday that Disney is pulling all their stuff out from Netflix. Correct. Which, so, like, Netflix was kind of like this, uh, was this aggregator and distributor of her, and now that's falling apart. Now everybody... I mean, you can They're see where this is going. Everybody's just going to be distributing for themselves. Right. Not just the studios, maybe the comedians, musicians. Everybody has a, has a free conduit to the entire world now. So why give a share to, to somebody else? Right, exactly. And why, and this is, everybody thought, oh my gosh, Netflix is going to dominate the one-hour special for comedy. Not true. Netflix did for six months or a year, but there's going to be so many but more outlets now. And, and by the way, maybe people start... Uh, Uploading the one-hour specials on YouTube and charging for it, or getting some other revenue model. But from you do, right, but, but you're using YouTube. Then you're not really doing it on your own. You're using. There has to be a YouTube platform as, that exists right, sure. for them there to do it on. Sure. Platform, but there are many platforms to choose from. There are many more than people think. But the thing I, is, James, you, you know, it's like finding a needle in a haystack. If I throw up a video on YouTube, right? Uh, it's it, nobody might see it. But at least with Netflix. Uh, Netflix kind of drives people to those videos. So <laughs> just like a publisher would drive people, hopefully, if they're doing their job, to your book. They do, which they don't. They have never done it. They don't do it. Yeah. Now, if and you're already uh, well, a I think what Dan said is wrong. Well, First of all, that, 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 that almost, you, you pretend like there's no such thing as viral. Things go viral. Things go viral, Every yes. day. Right, but that doesn't mean that... Netflix doesn't make things go viral. But all the things that don't go viral millions that might be millions. great number one, number that three. just get lost yeah, in the yeah, sauce. Yeah, but they right. still and will, regardless of whether on Netflix or HBO, look, shows get canceled after two episodes, yeah. even good shows. Even Megyn Kelly. So and there you go. <laughs> even Caitlyn Jenner. But there are, even Caitlyn Jenner. But the, the one key component to all this is... And if you're famous, you don't need it either. Go ahead. If you, but if you get a, a deal with Netflix to do a show, 
and it gets canceled, they've still paid you something you could probably live on for the rest of the year, let's that, say. That's true. So look, that's true. Netflix, none of these none of these platforms are bad, but it's just it that should, more and more there's going to be lots of comedians who would love to have a one-hour special somewhere, and Netflix says no, and they have to figure out their own now, way to create now here's their, the bottom. their audience mm-hmm. and, and distribute it and become their own distribution mechanism. Now, but here's the their thing. Distribution. There's only so many comedians that, uh, that are going to have good specials. So at the end of the day, it's still going to be a relative handful of comedians that become well-known, successful comedians. Oh, okay, but Dan, I would take you, right? Yeah. Do a one-hour special, right. okay, and then there's there's 87 million uh, comedy podcast networks that have pennies for for ad space, like nothing in their CPM for ad space. I could sell. I would produce your special, sell it across all these podcast networks, and now you have a one-hour special and probably make money on it. More, and even if Netflix said no. I've told uh, whoa, now, I've said whoa, that whoa, to Dan for a you long time. time. <laughs> He's your manager. Yeah, yeah. Let's figure Dan out because I like Dan's comedy. Well, Ray Allen has suggested <laughs> That's a great uh, idea. Has suggested this to me. I will have to uh, confess doing an hour special. Yep. Uh, but Ray Al- and I both will produce it. Sure. He'll direct. Perfect. Well, but what is it? Okay. Uh, it's fair. It's time. You should. It is time, and the world is ready for Dan Natterman. The they world really are. Well, I, I mean, I, I'm going to call 19, the special. In 1940, the world was ready for Dan Natterman. <laughs> well, exactly, and that's why I call the special Too Little, Too Late. That's going to be the title of my special. <laughs> that's a good name, Dan. Yeah, thank you. Um, well, we could talk about that, James. This uh, is his favorite subject. I Look, my favorite how, subject is what, me? Yeah, yeah, we, we've hit on your favorite <laughs> subject. That's how, how we're going to make Dan a star. That's how easy well, yes, it, it is. is for me to start the conversation on how you could choose yourself. And, and, and he tried to stop this conversation. Right, now he's that he, afraid. Now, no, no, I tried <laughs> to stop the Korea conversation. Oh, okay. People are afraid well, to This is themselves. not the Korea conversation. Because right, people want right. validation. They want to feel, oh my gosh, Netflix chose me. You're There's right. a big fear <laughs> in what if I choose myself and no one listens. But then, it's a legitimate well, fear. Well, it's also guaranteed. It's a legitimate fear. Guaranteed and Netflix, Netflix throws you, with, with might throw you a uh, quarter of a million bucks, half a million they, bucks. They might. No, but, but they won't it, throw me a, qu- a half million. They might throw me a hundred thousand. The point is that this is yeah, a snapshot in time. Right. This is a snapshot in time, but if, now maybe I'm exaggerating the importance of this Disney thing. But if this is the way of the future, Netflix is not going to have the juice that it used to have. But don't you think that's logical, though? Like, wouldn't Disney just want their own button? Why would they need to I think it feed is logical. all their stuff I to Netflix? I think that like, every single network they're all going to do own, it. Well, the Disney brand service. is look. CISO just was just shut down. That NBC. was a different animal, though, a little bit because it wasn't NBC as a whole. It was a specific curated arm that was trying to that was trying to feed a need that's already being fed. By correct other by sure. other sources, but as Noam's prediction comes to fruition, as these things all start to break up, CISO that idea of CISO is actually really brilliant inside of that world. I we agree just with aren't that. there yet. It was ahead of its game, but it, but it goes to, well. Yes and no. I mean, CISO was supposed to be the answer to Netflix, and they put a lot of money into it. I remember back. Well, nobody about had a problem with Netflix. That was the problem. But right. Net, you know what I'm Netflix saying? Put, there didn't put, need to be an answer to Netflix. Maybe the content on CISO wasn't sufficient. Maybe it wasn't good enough for people to say. Oh, we all want to go there. Maybe it was the only place I could go to see Flying Circus, Monty Python stuff. There were things on there that were right, your generation specific. Then, well, and but, boy, <laughs> has it already. By the way, here's the, here's the benefit of, of CISO, is that all those shows that were on CISO, now, because they weren't podcasts or YouTube videos, they were on some kind of weird TV thing, they can go on iTunes now what and be CISO? sold for two bucks. CISO was exactly. NBC's arm that was started by Dan Harmon and Evan Shapiro. 
Um, Shapiro? I think I might be saying his name wrong, but oh. I think it's Shapiro. Um, he, uh, they created a, a curation of comedy that was basically a button on your smart TV that you could oh. subscribe to for four ninety nine a month. And they did What's Your Fucking Deal Through It, which is how I know about them, because I, I produced a show with them for two seasons. And we're very upset they didn't get a third. But now, <laughs> but now that those shows can be sold on iTunes, right? They can, but we're actually going to try and do a next level up from that. It were, and I think most of the projects that were that have legs that were on that platform are gonna are gonna not just try for a DIY. They're gonna try and do something that's gonna be a, be more does, does, along the line of cable or Comedy Central or whatever, you know what I mean that kind of stuff. Does this make logical sense? Since nobody, to my knowledge, predicted kind of. The way things, the landscape in 2017. Yeah. Simply by predicting something now, we can make sure that it won't happen. Like, <laughs> <laughs> that's probably true. That's okay. hilarious. We want to assure that it won't happen because, I mean, like, like we said, you're making predictions. I'm thinking, like, nobody is predicting, nobody's getting anything right. In the last 10 years, nobody's predicted anything correctly, to my knowledge. About 10 years ago, everything just no, goes I there think was a bunch e of web. Remember when everybody, da oh, sorry. Remember when dailycomedy.com was around and we did a lot of stuff for that, Dan? There was Budweiser spent $30 million on a comedy website. NBC had, somebody had Office Pirates. There was several different comedy outlets. And they spent millions, 30 million, 40 million, 50 million. And they all tanked. Daily Comedy stuck around for the, probably the longest and had, the, and had half a million bucks. Wasn't Funny or Die a part of that too? Funny or Die was that. And, and that was the one that survived, right? That was right? one that survived. And it had a lot of star power behind it and a lot of money behind and it. And a as lot well. of college energy behind it. Yes. Which was sure. a huge I, I would part disagree of that. With the college humor stuck around. I would as disagree well. with, with Noam's point about nobody predicts anything. Um, people knew, and I knew, and everybody knew that uh, one day you'd buy all your music online. And it was Steve Jobs that ultimately did it. I think everybody knew that TV and the internet would become one, and that's happening. TV uh, killed the I video don't know star. that anybody well, knew yeah, that. Well, well, I, I don't know. I, we all talked about that. Everybody was talking about that. In the that. age of Napster and LimeWire, uh, I don't remember anybody saying, no, no, this, this won't last. Soon uh, there'll be someplace where everybody just buys it online for nine years. That was kind of his innovation. Well, but the idea of that, getting that your music online. Well, there's a legal brouhaha. The idea of getting too. music online. Yeah. Was well the idea predicted. Of getting music online. Well, yeah. I mean, and the I, idea I, that, that, that TV, that the, all TV shows would go through the internet, I think was well predicted. And at, at I don't the think time, you understand so what I mean by predicting. 1995, 1996, uh, well, through 1998, I worked at HBO, and they were gearing up then to have everything go through the internet. I mean, they didn't even own HBO.com. Some medical supplies company did. So, so I had to convince to them it. at the time to buy it. They did buy it, two hundred fifty thousand dollars in nineteen ninety five for HBO.com. Wow! Wow! CBS has a similar story. There were a yeah. lot of them that they just didn't buy the domains. Yeah. I know. I, I have people. I own. First of all, I, I, <laughs> I, I do too. What, what do you own? <laughs> you 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 went and bought a bunch hundreds of, of domains. Of domains. I, 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 domains I, I had, this is what happened. I had I had a guy do something. Maybe I'll tell the story on the radio Sunday, but not today. Somebody just saying terrible to me, like terrible. And I went out and I bought, and it was available in gratitude.com. <laughs> oh, I love this. It was not that long ago. And it was available. Like, somehow, like it just had, I have, in, what you think is a really good domain. <laughs> and I thought I'm going to write this fucking story on, put it on the, and then people could put their other stories of ingratitude. It'd be like a thing. Like, this is before, it, it was right around the time Facebook was starting out. Like, That's it so wouldn't great. work now because everything. But, uh, and I get offers all the time to buy this this domain. I don't even entertain what's, them. What's the most anybody's ever offered you? Oh, a couple thousand dollars. Like, nothing. I, I had a domain name that was worth over a million dollars last year. Really? 
At, yeah, I was the touring manager for Trump versus Bernie.com. So right after Bernie won the primary in New Hampshire and Trump had that little that, that splash that he was doing in the Northwest, he just lost Iowa, I think. The, the valuation of the website just went fucking north. You, but didn't, you didn't sell it? Of course I wanted to, but Anthony and James didn't want to. And I didn't feel like I could just sell it. It was their project. It wasn't my project. Anthony, you know I mean? who are Anthony and James? Anthony Tamanick and James Domi. And they were, they were uh, Trump and Bernie. Uh, yeah. All those people that bought those domain names to try to like I know, se- right? sell but them I, just, I couldn't. But, but that's an example of economic failure. That's an example of where capitalism has failed. Uh, be, that's an example of where people can make a lot of money and hurt society. By what? buying what a domain name like that they think somebody else is going to want so oh, yeah, they can sell it for more later. Here, here. That's an example well, that wasn't intentional. HBO no, but some Medical people did was that. just a legit... Oh, no, there but are some people, people speculated right. and said, oh, yeah. do, you know, maybe Delta Airlines is going to want it. I'm going to buy Delta Airlines and sell it to Delta Airlines later. There's yeah. no like value to society by doing that. So, <laughs> right. so in I other words, when we yell at people to get a job, we mean except for that. But, but wait, that, maybe there was value because they bought it with the idea in mind they were going to sell to Delta Airlines. And otherwise, maybe some porn site would have uh, bought Delta, DeltaAirlines.com. Who knows? Does every transaction in a capitalist economy have to benefit no, society? But I, no, but no. It, ideally, if somebody makes a lot of money, we like to think they've... They've made a lot of money, and they've contributed even more greatly. No, so that, I don't. I don't think that way. Well, and uh, you know, with with his with his money from HBO.com, maybe they maybe they did some pro bono cases at that medical company or whatever. You know, they maybe right like. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot who bought them. Someone ended up buying if, HBO and Company, the medical company. I forgot oh who yeah. though. Maybe WebMD. Like Pfizer. <laughs> but by the way, this, this is this is my latest my latest thing that I'm that I'm railing against, and you might is the utter uh, dangerousness of the medical profession and their vanity, and because in my opinion, now I'm not talking about a surgeon who has an actual talent. I'm talking about the typical diagnostician, a medical doctor, who back before computers could hold the most, he was the smartest guy, could hold the most information, who now just looks at you and pretends vainly that of the 10,000 diseases known to man, he can assess which ones you have rather than every single symptom that you have and every single test you have goes into a computer, a database that spits out to you exactly in order of probability every disease on planet Earth that could fit this description. But given that that technology exists, don't you think the trend is that more and more people will go towards data dataism instead it of humanism have there. It should already. It should have. My my 35,000 mile checkup on my car is way more systematic than the checkup that I had at 55 year olds for my doctor. Well, your computer is essentially a car with a, a it's essentially a computer with a car app on it. My, so my Say it you, again. Your car yeah. is essentially a computer oh, with, a with a car app on no, but, it. But, but I mean, the doc, <laughs> what I'm saying, kind of like doctors don't want this, so they will find every right. reason not to do it. The auto mechanics, like, sure, yeah, give me a big. They, they have a list of every single part and how long it should last, and they check every single part and they don't leave it up to their memory. They don't. They, I mean, it's very, very systematic. They don't. They don't. They don't miss anything. Your MD, I mean, why do you have to go get a second, third, and fourth opinion? Because you presume, well, this guy's going to remember this percentage of illnesses, and maybe you'll find the guy who maybe has seen this before. This is ridiculous in 2017. But don't you think the trend, like even if it hasn't happened now, don't you think the trend is that we trust data 
more than a human yes. doctor, and yeah. so so more and more people will take advantage of that and get all the blood work, the MRIs, the whatever. I, I just think it should accelerate. Like it, it bothers me. But that's up to you. That's up to the individual. Do you trust a doctor or you trust data? But I, it's almost I, like they're there to 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 avoid you from getting the MRIs and the PET scans yeah. and all of that. Because like they, they're, they're trying they're to stop that. And, and this mm -hmm. is the answer I think to medical costs in the end. Is that, I mean I really think I guess what I'm saying is I think that the average MD is almost obsolete. Not a surgeon, yeah. but a diagnostic guy. Well, a surgeon also, because, you know, there's there's robotic surgeries now. Eventually, he might be so, obsolete, too. Yeah, I think the whole, everything's kind of gone from humanism to dataism. So I don't see I don't see that doctors or lawyers or accountants, any, none of these professions are going to last. Robots. Yeah, or well, data. Well, the comedians will, uh, will be the last to go. It's very hard to, <laughs> I think, program... Uh, uh, someone to write it, write and deliver a joke, although that might happen at some point. <laughs> well, but but you see, I think you're right because Disney splits off from Netflix, so clearly distribution can't. You can't have a king of distribution because other right. warring kings will come out. But content is king. They all will always need content. Netflix was spending eleven billion dollars on content, right. and so they always they always need a comedian. Now, um, by the way, now is there a specific reason that you brought Aruba Ray, uh, invited Aruba Ray? Just to Something shoot the specific? breeze, or is there any specific? Uh, specific. I didn't invite him. Our, oh. Our, oh, that our, was that. Uh, that was. I'm uh, sorry if I'm. Uh, no, because I'm all. Because my thing <laughs> is, my thing is, let's tailor the conversation to the guests. Uh, the, the, the medical discussion was an interesting one. And he, he's not about <laughs> medical. He's he's into the modern the futurism. He's a futurist. He thinks about the I mean, future. But you know what else right? about distribution? Yeah. It's interesting. People, I remember this big article. I think it was in the New York Times. I think he thinks you can't keep up with this conversation. No, <laughs> not at all. Not at all. That's, that's I'm, saying, how, how I'm saying there's a lack of coherence here. Yeah, and I don't if know. We have, uh, have, not saying we're jumping around. So how are bananas this time of year in Aruba? Louis, right? yeah. Louis C.K. There's a reason he Aruba distributed his own, his own special sure. on his own website. And it was a big to-do. And his own TV series. Right. But yeah. And he was virtually unheard of at the time, which was what really was amazing. Wait a second. He was already being sarcastic. Oh, okay. Yeah. Thank you. The uh, that, that's the thing. I got it's like, too. I didn't he, know he did that well. <laughs> yeah, very well. He used, I mean, mainstream media. That's how he developed his following through his specials on Comedy Central, HBO, and appearances on late night shows. So self distribution is possible, but he already had a huge fan base but, to draw from, which but, mainstream right, media correct. gave him. So here's a counterexample. Rob Delaney only was known on Twitter. Had a, you know, stu did some stand up yeah. in his local right. town. He tried, and here. then he got a massive Amazon TV yes, show he catastrophe. Did. That's a needle in a haystack, boy. Right. Because I was on Twitter. Oh. I was putting out gold. Okay. Bo I first Burnham. started on Twitter. Wait, no, hold on now. I first started on Twitter. <laughs> I was putting out solid gold tweets. And I Nobody just, cared. And I just offered you the one hour Dan Adams Nobody special. Nobody cared. <laughs> Somehow Delaney hit it just right. He, he got that wave. It was new. And I mean, it's fluke. Didn't it's fluke. it also it was a have something to do with his epic bomb? That, that wasn't that part nah, of his notoriety? So. No, no, no. Not no, really? He didn't he have a million too. followers? He well, yeah, I mean, I'm sure. Because, like, you know, he was funny. Because he was, because he was, con he was uh, tweeting all day long. And then he got a book deal, and then he got catastrophe. He only has the million followers now, but he was already rising up, and then he got deal after deal. Maybe Twitter wasn't your outlet. Maybe well, YouTube could have been. Um, yeah, it's also a matter of timing if you're the if you're there first, and somehow right. you catch on, which is almost impossible to predict how something catches on. Like that Cash Me Outside girl. Let's talk about her for sure. a second. She went on Dr. <laughs> Phil, and she said to the audience, "Cash Me Outside. How about that?" Nobody could have predicted that that would become that. Now she's like an Instagram millionaire. She didn't do it on purpose, and no one could have predicted right. it. That's Zero the, talent involved. That's the kind of flukeism that I think 
is 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 largely responsible for for a lot of these internet phenomenons. Not all of them. Not all of them. I, 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 I really don't Delaney. think. I don't I think that's where I don't the viral stuff as, comes in. I don't think, as Noam has often expressed, that this is a finally. Uh, a way for merit to rise to the top. I don't. Oh, yes, it is. Think yes, Net- it is. But you do you think, think so? Netflix no, is the way to rise? Like that? Do you think Netflix is qualifies to be the the curator of good comedy you, as an example? Yeah. You know why it is a a, a very good possibility. I mean, if no, you're hedging your, if you're hedging your bets. Because a, they're putting you on this platform in front of millions of people. B, you're getting money up front. C. There's a good chance a lot of people are going to see it, and then you can actually draw on the road to make a lot more money. I agree with you. So, but so that's for 30 people yeah. out of like well, 10,000. This comedians. year it's 52. But 10,000 comedians 52. don't deserve to make it because most of them aren't but, any good. Okay. So now say, we have to find. Let's say 200 are good. To make it. Okay. But only 52 will be picked by Netflix. So who's going to pick Next the other 150? Year, another who are really 52 good? will get picked. Okay, oh, maybe. maybe. It doesn't need maybe. to be 200 Louis specials C. a year. Are we? Is this what we're saying now? Can we cap this at some point? There's but, too many comedians as it is. I would encourage anybody thinking about comedy to find another field. But to Dan's <laughs> point is, I don't think a, a comedian as talented as Dan should have to l- wait for Netflix to validate him. I agree with you. I've been telling you that for a long you. And, time. I agree with you. But, you know, the truth is I believe myself to be... No, First of all, no one looks like he's in terrible pain. I don't know if that's true or... Or if I, I, you know, I'm, I'm reading into things. Has this, been, has this subject it's, been it's covered ang- before? It's not now? pain, it's anguish. Go ahead, go well, ahead. Well, what's the anguish coming no, from? No, I don't want to say it out loud. Go ahead. Well, is it to do with the fact that we've shifted away from discussing medical science? I, I was picturing the nuclear catastrophe. No, I, <laughs> I, I, I don't want to talk about it. Go ahead. Go ahead. Is it to do with this podcast no, or is no, it too personal? I, it's, it's to do with this podcast. Go ahead. Well, then I think that's <laughs> Has this topic <laughs> been covered before, Dan's no, that's exact- special? That's exactly the kind of thing that we should be discussing on the podcast if you have an issue with knowing with the podcast. I, I really I really prefer not to. Like Bartleby the Scrivener, I prefer not to. Go ahead. Because obviously there's something going on here. As I've said numerous times, maybe Noam and I shouldn't be doing this podcast <laughs> together. We, we have clearly no, opposing no. visions. I of, think it's great. Uh, some it's people great do enjoy podcast to, uh, Some people enjoy to that anguish. aspect of the podcast, that Noam and I have diametrically opposed visions of what the podcast should be. Okay, no, what's your what's your vision? Cuz I'm new. I'm no, new actually here. that's that is he's correct, but that is not what I was I was just thinking about like this this heart this is this is all like this is a a, a neurosis playing out in terms of an argument. The internet I'm great. I'm not succeeding on the internet. Therefore, the internet can't reward merit. So therefore, the internet has to be defective. Like I, I didn't I say the internet. Am, is, I, I think therefore the internet is. I didn't say the internet. I didn't say the internet was what, defective. That, but I understand how his mind works. This is no. a suj, like like there's a word for like uh, what, what, First like, of all, there's merit to that argument. Second of all, <laughs> I didn't say the internet was defective. I said if you think you're going to throw something up on YouTube. And it's just going to out of the okay. out of the billions of videos point, you're necessarily the, going to be the, the point is, discovered. To it's point, not that simple. To point to some fluke, so, and there's always will be flukes. And it's not even clear to me that a fluke is not meritorious because anything that that millions of people turn to and enjoy, who are you to say it it was unworthy? Because be, it's uh, unpredictable. That we can what? say. And it's, it's yes, what, trends. What look, better, the pet rocks. Well, what better judge is there of merit than but the general public the deciding populace. that it's meritorious? Okay, but the, a lot well, of in that case, the, you're saying tr- it's right that Trump won. 
the general public decided. Well, the, the, the only thing that's no, not right, the, the general Look, public, for, first of all, it's complicated by the fact that he didn't win the popular vote. Correct. Primary but but, but pre- leaving that aside for a second, it just presumes that the public thought he had merit. Yeah. First of all, the public is often wrong, number one. <laughs> Uh, oh, I, I'm but, sorry. But, I misunderstood your point. Yeah. No, that, that's, I don't think I said anything. We talk about art or, or something like that. But, but, let's but, say, but, let's but, say Dan, you're right. Let's you know, say there it's is like that movie, ism. Sweet and Lowdown. I get your point. I didn't miss it. Remember the movie Sweet and Lowdown? It yeah. was, you know, where, where, I mean, it's just a movie, but Sean Penn was like the greatest guitarist ever, except for Django Reinhardt. Couldn't make any money. Nobody gave a fuck. And I think that does happen. I think you could objectively say certain things are great and nobody really gives a fuck about them. But, but let's with the internet, let's, they have a fighting chance. Let's assume That's right. that you're it's correct. It's your only chance. Let's assume you're correct. He would, and have, that he would have, the have never best had a deal. To, in the, let's assume you're correct, and the best way to value art is public response. Fine. Let's That's assume not the that. argument. That was what Noam no, said. No, no, he no, said, what better what way to judge it than the public's approbation? The problem is the public has to find it. Now, a lot of things the public finds, it, it just, it, a lot of shit is just momentum. This guy... Has 80 billion, you know, 80 billion followers. Therefore, let's add more followers because but, he's the hot guy. But usually, there's a uh, some of it is a little bit of a fluke, but some of it is a concerted strategy to build followers. Nobody starts off with 80 million followers; they start off right. with zero. So they have to like, like Rob Delaney put in a strategy. Every hour, I'm going to make a joke on Twitter, and he did it for years, and then blew up. Uh, all right, but Cash Me Outside Girl had no strategy. Okay, but there's but flukism. But I bet that's a lot there's of stuff. Flukism. But I Rob Delaney had the skill. I don't know but if he Rob had a strategy has a or TV not. Show and I, haven't talked to, I haven't talked to Rob Delaney. I don't know if it was a strategy or if it's just like, oh my God, holy shit, look what's happening. I never predicted this. But he already had the skill like of comedy. He was doing it, and then he decided to, okay, I'm going to try this skill on Twitter. Maybe he tried other places. Maybe other places didn't work. We don't even know. But then Twitter started to catch fire for him. After a long time. I, I think a lot of it was due to his timing. He might have just hit it at the right moment. You know, you catch a wave. I didn't say the internet was defective, by the way. I don't think I used the word defective. I think any time you have a billion videos, it's going to be hard for people to find that video that, you know, catches on. As That's opposed to a billion people. Everything. There's a lot of... Pardon? As opposed to a billion people? It, it, I mean, it's, it's not... It, it, it's, it's a slight... Listen, you it, take... This is the thing. You it, t- maybe it makes listen, it easier, listen, but it, you it, know this. You take a penny and you double it every day. Within a month, you have a million dollars, right? All right. It's, you have a billion videos out there, but as 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 they uh, get, get uh, followers... It, they become viral and they quickly spread through the whole world, two to four to eight. And within a very short time, it's not just a needle in a haystack. They rise to the top. And that can start with very Some, small numbers of people. So yes, but most do not rise to the top. And the ones most that ri- maybe aren't that good. Well, I've seen some, the cash me outside. How about that? That's, that's or, or maybe <laughs> not, not that good. That's like, you know, that's cosmic, but there's not that much interest in them. You can't force it down people's throats. There, there's that's a role, but a lot of it is just, I think, I think flukism. If it was uh, a word uh, we might have just invented on this podcast. May, okay, let's say 99% of it's flukism, and 1% of it is the only not, possible way for someone who's not going to get chosen by Netflix to be I'm discovered. not saying it's not worth a try, okay? Mm-hmm. I didn't say it's not worth a try. I said, I don't want to try it. No. All right, that's Because I'm defeated. And that's, broken. That, that no. was, that's what, that's, that's why he that's, was holding his but nose. That's why I'm but okay, I never I, denied that. But I, I'm just saying, I don't... I'm I not saying get, it's not I'm worth a try. I didn't say it's not worth a try. I'm it's also, you a by solution. the way, worth a try that I ask out Adriana Lima on a date. You guys but, heard a theory. But, I heard I'm defeated and broken. Right. That's what I'm All right, I'm going to give you a solution. 
But just, both are correct. I am defeated and broken, and it's a long shot. All right. I'm going to give you... Just, I'm gonna give you let's give you five solutions. I'll give you yeah. five solutions. Five solutions yeah. by James Altucher. He's a positive guy. You could stand to learn from this man. Go ahead. He's no, very no, positive. No, no. I agree. I'm just pretending to be positive. But uh, <laughs> do a one-hour special, whatever you want. And, and uh, again, the, the mid-roll space on every comedy podcast, maybe except for this one, is cheap as shit. And we'll buy all the inventory and sell that podcast. Meanwhile, we'll do a Kickstarter and a Patreon. And you'll I'm not tweet. a Kickstarter. Uh, about, a Kickstarter hey, for what? I'm giving you, Patreon, I'm not giving you, well, What do you want to do a Kickstarter for? Because because any, I don't beg anybody, for money. Anybody who contributes gets uh, your, your special and like a, a handwritten poster. I thought you were going to produce it. Doesn't that mean you write the check? What the uh, hell is it? means he raises the money. No, no. Well, he's going to be the guy that no, does the ad listen, space listen, part where it Kickstarter, monetizes. Kickstarter is great I'm not, for building customers. It's not about begging for money. It's about finding those loyal, first loyal customers. Who, you'll send them a signed photograph, and they, you'll give them two tickets here at the Comedy Cellar. You don't Cellar. feel like Patreon's kind of replaced Kickstarter in that way? Both. Both are good. Let's well, do if, all. If you well, I'm not saying one or the other. I have a very bad... Uh, I, I don't like Kickstarter because for most people it feels like begging for money. It's unseemly to me in it most rubs, cases. But that's, but that's not how that's not how Kickstarter's used though. That's how you view it. But that's, that's not how, how Kickstarter used. But then, the, hey, then you I see the use wrong. I, that's seen, how mostly seen, what I've seen used. I saw Whoopi Goldberg and Zach Braff asking for money, and I remember thinking, put up your own money. Like, why are you asking us to fund your project? Because Kickstarter to is create a great, awareness. Chris, Kickstarter <laughs> is a great place to almost focus group your initial customers. Hmm. Like, if you're selling a chair on Kickstarter, see if people want it. Do you want to buy this chair? We're going to sell up to $200,000 worth of chairs. Then do a pre-sale. Yeah. Say, you give That is the pre-sale. Bu- that is, okay, that but that's pre-sale. not how I've seen Kickstarter used. I've seen Kickstarter use, donate 20 bucks, and you'll get a shout-out. You'll get then, a shout-out. Then you've out. seen it used wrong. <laughs> Dan, the that's, angel- but that's most of how I've okay, seen it used. Okay, I'm telling you how to use it. I'm actually telling you how right. to use it. You now, can, if you you say can to give me, everybody the money back after you make money on it. You could say that, and then that's what's called... Seed funding. That's not begging. No, no, no. It's not seed funding because seed funders aren't your customers. This is your actual customers. Okay, so you're pre-selling. And by, yes. Or, you're, yeah, pre-selling. you're pre-selling. That, yes. That's fine. By the way, if, you're, if there isn't enough pre-sales, you just won't make the product. And then you give the money back. There was no. never any money. You never really exchange. took any money anyway. Yeah. You don't People collect commit. until... Unless yeah. you reach your goal. Until, you have yeah. to reach okay. the goal. Pre-selling, I got no problem with. I've seen <laughs> Kickstarter generally used... It's like panhandling. For mental breakdowns. Yeah, but that's not what it's for. You and I, Dan and I donated to somebody for this awful play they wanted to do. I don't know if it was awful or not. I haven't seen the play. That's awful. I gave money to it. I still thought it was awful. And and by the way, this is just one. Kickstarter is one thing. I I gave you two outlets. We'll do podcast networks and Kickstarter. And then Patreon. Three outlets. We could come up with five more. Now, now James, I'll touch you. Okay. Um, I'll touch her fast. I'll touch (laughs) you. One of the reasons I've been hesitating on... on, um, Doing my own Netflix, I mean, doing my own special, special is because I think I might be able to, maybe, I got this in my head, get a certain somebody to maybe get behind me and push it to Netflix. There's a certain very powerful Hollywood producer that I'm told uh, thinks highly of me. And uh, and I, I, I'm waiting for the right moment to perhaps approach this individual about producing my special and getting it on Netflix. That, so, might, that might be right. But the whole thing is how many people in the world are waiting for that one guy to validate them when you could just go out and do it? I well, hear be- you, but I'm telling you to hold out for Netflix, buddy. 
Now, Rebecca Trent says, hold up for Netflix. Why yeah. does she say this? Because and I think it's going to get you more exposure. And it's not just about doing the special. It's about who you work with when you work with those people and those people and what their jobs are going to be 10 years from now when Netflix it's doesn't even correct. exist. It's also Very You know true. what I mean? Like it's that also part never pays off on the DIY end because you're constantly begging people for favors. Sure. Well, until, unless you're Rob Delaney or Louis C.K. or someone like that. No, also, Louis, Louis was already embraced by the industry, did, but, Yeah, Louis and Louis was already, he already had TV. Like, let, but the, he, you failed, can't, he failed at Lucky you Louis. You can't call those he people over. At Pudy, no, he Pudy didn't. I wa- I'm watching it right now on <laughs> Netflix. But, but, but most canceled. people, but most well, people sure, hated it. but so is everything else that's also, ever been I like to fail at, at a show that's... Uh, and my own HBO show. Yeah, give me, give me an HBO show to fail at for a couple of years. I'll sure, take it. Sure. You know? like, really? I don't think he was very happy when it when it was canceled. Well, happiness where none of us are happy. Clearly, you guys are redefining. Like you're not using English language the way. What do you mean? It, uh, yeah, he had a show. He had a show on HBO. It didn't but do it well, and it, and it was short lived. And, and he, he got, got another deal. So, another and so his point is that he had. He had, I mean, he did another failed. One. I mean, it's a harsh word, but it, no, it, was, it didn't true. turn out the way he wanted it I, to. I'm sure that's true, but he's, but it still led to other things, and I yeah. don't think uh, you can really give him I'll, credit I'll for being DIY in that aspect. When like, Louis, not with HBO behind you. And When Louis first came to me, I can remember about doing, shooting the show here. Yeah. He was uh, known by people who knew him, but he was not famous. Yeah. And I didn't regard it at the time as a request from a comedian who was head and shoulders above all the comedians who were working. Or maybe I just didn't realize his fame at the time. But he was like he was like an ordinary top of the line comedian, but not famous. A lot, a lot of comedians had had HBO shows or whatever it is that short-lived or, or TV series that were short. And then, and then as soon as those shows went off the air, they were right back in the thick of things here. In the grind, yeah. Uh, and he had been doing it 20 years at that point. Yeah, and he'd been doing it. But making years. a good exactly. living over that. Look, like he, Mark, he, Mark like, David, like David Tell is, is famous. <laughs> Louis wasn't even at that point. Close what, to that, yeah. Not, he, he wasn't a David Tell so when type. His, right. So his big breakout was, was it over him creating those hours over and over again that everybody loves so much? That, I don't know the answer Or was it, was it the show? His TV show was the biggest thing. The quote-unquote correct media loved it. Right. And it was just exploded. And like the right people liked it. Look, you look at the the Blue Collar Comedy Tour, wildly successful, selling right. out huge venues all over America. No one gave a shit about it. Finally, and they're making millions, finally Comedy Central put it on TV because they saw it was so popular. Now, Louis, no one, John Stewart, no one was ever as popular as the Blue Collar Comedy Tour, but the correct part of the media doesn't give a shit about it. It doesn't speak to them. Yeah, I will say this. That at, at that it's time that I'm, just, that I'm kind of minimizing his fame, he was on that small panel. It was like a Jerry Seinfeld Tribute or something. Oh, right. With uh, mm. uh, Gary Shandling and uh, Robert Klein and Louis C.K. was the third guy. And I remember, sure. and I remember yeah. thinking at the same time, wow, Louis up there, like, you know, so so them. clearly yeah. there was some difference in perspective about who he was from coming from the industry Absolutely. side as opposed to just like, the I audience. Will say, I will say, one more thing about getting a Netflix deal also is once you get it, People, you know, other people might start buzzing a little bit, like, "Oh, Dan Adam got a Netflix you know, deal." I'm not arguing. I'm not arguing that you, you that you should say no to Netflix if they came to you, or <laughs> right. you should say no I to mean, HBO. I'm saying there's lots of outlets. I understand that. No, you're you, perfectly. And correct. you know what? You should. Everybody should pursue all of them. That's what's gonna. Just don't wait until you're so broken that you won't try for yourself. <laughs> unfortunately, that's, that's what has to happen. Like you have to try everything now. Cause, cause you don't know if anybody's gonna come and validate you until you validate yourself. Like Louis was on the road for many years too, while he was failing at all these TV shows. I assume, like, 
Yeah, well, Louis it's talks fine. about that in his bit now, right? So I've, I've yeah. been a comic for 30 years, but only the last four years have been fun. Like, right. He, he about it yeah, but again, most comics don't get that number of uh, of swings at the plate. Because I he's mean, gifted. He's People very good. Like, yes. Aretha, Franklin, Aretha Franklin got uh, swing after swing after swing because everybody knew sooner or later I think Dan's hit. terrific. I don't think it, I haven't seen him up at bat yet with his own show. What? Oh, he oh. hasn't gotten a chance. Natterman. He hasn't gotten a chance to, to do his own TV show. Thank you, Ray Allen. You're welcome, buddy. Thank you, Ray Allen. And Noam doesn't get it. Because Noam's never been on board the Natterman train. <laughs> no, he'll say he has been, but no. not really. Does not, he but, book you? You but guys then, are yeah, book, you should see some of the people about. he's booking at this joint. But Dan, let's. <laughs> but Dan, let me ask you this. I'm the only fucking train you got. Dan, you have, <laughs> Dan, you have, you have a ton of material. I've seen you do stuff. Why not just perform for an hour somewhere? We videotape it with three cameras. And then we figure out what to do. James, I've said this to him so many times. I agree with you 100%. Yeah, but you don't have crazy hair and glasses, Ray Allen. <laughs> so I don't listen to you. It's <laughs> another example of perception. James Altucher looks like an ex insane genius. Right. So People when he says it, I, I say to myself, maybe the guy's got a point. When Ray Allen says it, I... Ray I look like a guy just, on a beach eating, eating drinking some, a daiquiri. Just some pussy hound that I happen nah, to know. come on. <laughs> Terrible. That I am fond of. And then, by the way, let's <laughs> but, say... But, let's but say, where's the credibility? <laughs> Let's say that special doesn't work out so well. Then you do another one. Just I don't keep have doing enough stuff. material. You don't be. But James, you're killing I, him here. I, He's got one. <laughs> I don't have two hours in me, James. I because I, my, I, I've often made this analogy to with Ray Allen. <laughs> here we go. You know, again. Ford Motor Company. They'll put out a billion cars a year. <laughs> They're fine automobiles, but but Rolls Royce, handcrafted. Six months. They <laughs> it takes six months to make a vehicle. Well, that's like my act. I roll these babies <laughs> off the assembly line. Gently, I know the Beatles were turning out two albums a year pretty easily. <laughs> the Beatles are one one example of of handcrafted. Louis, Louis has a new hour every oh, year. Stop every it year? with Louis. Come, <laughs> stop with you Louis. Have any hours of Rolls Royce material that man. But you just said you do a half hour every six months. That's an hour a year. What's the problem here? What did, what did I say? You precisely? just said you do a half hour every six no, months. No, I said like I come out. No, I didn't say an hour like a, every six months. I said a half hour it, every I said six a months. Joke every six months. Holy Hannah! These things, some of these jokes Daniel, take come literally on. come off the assembly line. Louis doing something very different than I'm doing. He's <laughs> just he's sort of truth telling, storytelling. He's, just, he's cursing at his kids. Uh, you need a couple. You of You know, he has a that. joke, for example, where he says it's a he got a, he got far with that. Where yeah. he just says like he, a girl uh, said, "Why didn't you have sex with me last night? Why didn't you rape me?" And he said, "Oh, what the fuck? Are you crazy? That's the whole joke." Now, are you putting Louis C.K. down on the... No, I'm saying oh, what okay, Louis wait. does is different than what I'm doing. He's just telling things that really happen. When you say things that really happen, the laughs come easier. I'm saying shit that and never happened. by the way, the things that really happen to you are at least as funny as the things that really happen yeah. to but Louis C.K. That's not my you style. You might try it. That's not my style well, of jokes. So, so you're saying my you chose of, a tougher I, road to My hope. style of jokes are harder. It's harder so to it's, tell. So it's going to take you a little she, longer, so cousin, you should have some more patience. The Cousin Sheila joke is hard. I'm sorry. My Cousin Sheila joke is more difficult to write than <laughs> just getting up there and talking about what happened last night. I'm sorry, it is. Get it! Get it! It's harder. It's harder to come up with jokes that clearly never happened. Like Woody Allen's joke about the moose. The moose. A shot you know, the of moose. moose. That that was a brilliant piece of writing. Now, if you're just going to go up there and talk about, yeah, this happened to me Woody last Allen night. Woody Allen writes and directs a new movie every We're year. We're talking about Woody Allen stand-up. <laughs> There's no jokes in his, not... in his scripts that are, that are difficult to get. Oh, uh, the Cousin Sheila joke is harder than a fucking screenplay? <laughs> Screenplays are different. You have different characters. I've written They're screenplays easy. too. I, 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 it's I, hard. With stand up, it's such a limited medium where you have so little to work with. Yes, you it's are harder. delusional. Right, writing crimes and misdemeanors is that was a harder, brilliant movie. It's but easier than your fucking no. cousin Sheila. I didn't joke. say it was easier. I'm talking about. But 
Woody didn't have that many hours of stand-up either. Stand-up's a different beast. Let's stick with stand-up. I don't want to talk about screenplays. Sure, he's a brilliant screenwriter. Is anything about this, could you say, you know, and maybe I'm not as prolific as some other people. Yeah, I'm not as prolific as some people for a couple of reasons. Number one is I'm not as prolific. Number two, it is harder to write the kinds of jokes that I write. It is. Uh, All right, I have have an idea. That's it. I have an idea. Why don't you do a (laughs) five-minute special? No one says a special has to be an hour. (laughs) Do a five-minute special. No, that's really smart, Dan. Don't don't dismiss (laughs) it. I have an idea. I got an idea. I'll do it. Let's go to the central of Washington Square Park. And that's how Patreon works. Slow roll your content and get paid more. And, and do a five-minute special, and you get the crowd to laugh, and we put that on Kickstarter. See how many fans want want five minutes more from you. All right, you know, I, I, I'm sensing sarcasm. No, 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 that's legitimately how true. Patreon works. That's legitimately how it works. A teaser. Very interesting idea. But, actually. But There's but lots of ideas. I didn't you can say I don't with. have an hour. I said if you're saying come up do another hour if it doesn't work six months later, that's no, going to be a little tricky. Yeah, so he's, he's 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 making he's taking all the bite out of that. Now it's just five minutes. I'm you can do that now, forever. Make a five-minute special and treat it. This is funny. Treat it like an hour Treat special. Treat it like an hour special. Roll it out like an hour now special. Now, that's funny. That's interesting. Dude, I'm watching CNN. Did anybody brilliant. predict that the it's leaders brilliant. Of he- that heads of states with nuclear arsenals would be tweeting at each other in 140 characters? Oh, you said, what, what is it? Fire, the fire and fury, and now uh, Kim Jong-un or Il, whatever, is, is making fun of war. A tri- it's, it's his well, Trump got confused and he said he's going to overtake Westeros, so he doesn't understand. It's but a Game is, of Thrones something reference. really wrong here in the world. They're tweeting at each other. <laughs> I, I don't know. That's, it's not disturbing sure. at all. Well, it's, it's, it's horrifying. It's a bit of a momentum it's, killer given what we were talking about, well, but sure. I'll, I'm sorry, let's get back to you, Dan. Go ahead. Go ahead. Uh-huh. You're, okay, wait, wait. No, I, we, I we don't have to this. get back to me, but now we're really in the nitty gritty of the comedy. You see, once again, this is something I've said a million times. I mean, when we get into a discussion about, we don't have to talk about me, we can talk no, about Ray Allen. You're absolutely talk about right. The, the I am com- not interested in comedy. So listen. Yeah. <laughs> I swear to God. I swear to God. Let's be honest here. Host of the let's, Comedy let's, Seller Podcast. Let's get in, owner let's get in of touch the with Jason. Seller. Like, I like talking to comedians about things in the world. I don't like talking to comedians but about their ta- fucking cousin Sheila okay. joke. Okay. Let's, then let's, let's invite the appropriate comedians for a particular no, no, topic. No, no, Because you wouldn't like you it You don't either. invite Aruba Ray Allen for Korea. Let's talk. <laughs> let's talk. Let's invade Aruba. You want to talk hey, about let's do Trump. This. Let's talk to the bosses at Sirius. Yes. And see if they will keep the show on without me. No. no. And I, I, and I will, or you can I replace think, me. I think this I, is funny, actually. I, yes, but I'm living through it. And then... <laughs> and, <laughs> And that was funny. <laughs> Dan, here's a good it's, question. Though. I if, literally if, have an anxiety attack every time I, I come to this show. I, I don't want to do it no, anymore. No, I'll tell you what. I've said this a billion times. I said, no, for the love of God. Yeah. Can we meet an hour a week and discuss which guests and which topic? He don't want to do it. Not only that... He doesn't even want to just. I come in an hour, a half hour before the show tonight. That maybe talk with Noam. He's got I another being, thing. I was being interviewed. But if you can't leave By a tab- half a tablet magazine, you can't leave about, a, a half Jew. hour. What are you not getting out of this experience that you that you want? What is no, it that you weird. want to get out of this want, that you're not getting? What do you mean? I, I want to have uh, my vision of the podcast. You want it to be like more organized. It's a radio more, show, Dan. Uh, my my vision. Whether it's, I would like it to be more organized. I would also like if he wants to talk about politics. And what's going on in the world? Invite the appropriate guest for those topics. Uh-huh. We invited Rebecca Trent, as she is a um, expert uh-huh. in alternative comedy as well. She owns a comedy club uh, that's had he's right. financial Rebecca, difficulties. What are the alternative? <laughs> com- what are the alternative comics saying about North Korea this week? Um, my favorite uh-huh. joke that I saw so far on Facebook was that South Korea is really hoping that Donald Trump realizes there's two Koreas. <laughs> that was my favorite one-liner that I saw we, we so far. We served both masters today. there, Dan. That was good. Well, that's, uh, what is alternative comedy? What is alternative comedy? Well, we've had this discussion before, but we, uh, yeah, 
Uh, I think the I think the creek and the crave. I've never been there, unfortunately. I think it's. I've looked at the schedule though. Yeah. You have a really creative schedule. Thank so you. You have lots of different things going on. Yeah. Whereas, let's say I want the best comedians in the world, I come here. Correct. I feel like you've got like the live legend of skanks. You've got this. You've got that. You have. You do a lot of creative stuff with your schedule. Maybe to try to draw people. We have about 150 know. live events a month, but it's pr- predominantly um, stand-up comedy, and it's a lot of fun. But we try and say yes to anything that sounds like it's going to be cool. And I thought it was clever that you'd start in Long Island City, which suddenly came out of nowhere. That wasn't and is clever. Like a city. That was that wasn't strategy at all. That was just was my dumb bosses or? were willing to sell the place to me, and I didn't want to work for the assholes that were looking to buy. Flukism. That's all it was. Flukeism complete. By the way, Al Toucher is now. Incidentally, by the way, it's not just stand-up comedy I want to talk about, but the world of show business, and uh, and what goes on at the cellar. This is like a soap opera. Do you understand? First of all, the Comedy Cellar is opening up a room in Vegas. We also have a TV really? show in the works here. Am I allowed yeah, to talk about that? Yeah, there's a lot going uh, on. You can talk about anything you want. But well, as, as, what's as, the Vegas as for thing? Vegas, it, it, I'm really, I really think that may be my Waterloo. I really oh, think, honey. I really think it's a, mis- it might be a mistake. Really? I, yeah, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what have I'm doing. Have you felt like that from the beginning, or is that something that creeped up on you throughout the experience? You got to get a hotel to just license the brand. It's not that. Yeah, yeah, I, I, everything's to... in place, and it, it, you know, it's just. I just don't know if the people will come, and and in Vegas, I don't know what I would do if they don't come. Like I just don't know. I don't know what I'm getting myself into. I, the the show's gonna have the to be real. The show has to be catered a little bit to you know to to Vegas. I don't know, know if the, if it, if the show is even the critical. I mean, the show has to be good. Sure. Uh, the marketing, I, I, the all of it. The, I don't know. The pricing, I don't know. I'm not even sure why everything. I'm doing it. You, well, you told you, me the reason you were doing it. Because you're not you having a fourth child. What was the reason? What did I tell you? You said, first of all, to make money. Second no, of I all... Didn't, no, I did not say that. That is, n- There's no way I said that because that was never the reason I was doing it. Also to establish... Well, I'm pretty sure you oh, said that. No, I never too. said that was the reason I was doing it. I, if are I, are I, you I, doing it to establish looking, a West Coast presence? Out, what's that? Are you doing it to establish a presence no, out there on the West Coast? Is that the idea? Branding, This is why it came to it. The Comedy Cell is very, very successful now. Yes. And a, and a iconic and, and, a, and, and any normal Jew in my position is saying, okay, he's going to franchise how I, that. How do I capitalize on yeah. this success? I don't want to raise my prices. So the first thing I did was opening up another room around the corner. Then I opened up another room, but but it's still not enough. So I'm like, all right, I don't want to try to run a room like in L.A. Because running a room means the food and the beverage and the staff and the right. schedule. And if the You're air conditioner breaks, it's, like, yep. yeah, it's like that's. And, and I don't know how to do that by remote control. And or I'm not one of those guys who has that skill set. And I'm not really interested in learning it. I figure in Vegas, if I could just pro- basically set the room up and provide the comedians, they take care of everything. And then I have an excuse to go to Vegas a few times a year. Honey, I'm sorry, I gotta go to Val- <laughs> Vegas again, sweetheart. I'm sorry, but I gotta go. And then yeah, and I and, and then the name Comedy Cellar up in lights, you know, like in that big Caesar's <laughs> Palace video thing. That will be a thrill the well, long time it happens. And, I, and I'm saying all this, saying that none of these are really sound like good reasons to open in Vegas. It's a loss leader, and it's a new business model he's introducing to a town, and but he doesn't know how they're going to take it. I mean, that's the risk. Money? What's that? Did you have to put up money? I'm going to have yeah. to put in some money, but not uh, uh, if I lose it, I lose it. It's not, not a crazy amount but of I'm money. Ma- I imagine the hotel's taking more of the risk. No, I'm, I'm taking risk, and I have some people investing with me, and the risk, the total risk is not that big. That's the idea. Is that, uh, they, well, that the it, it's not so much? It's just that there is no real risk well, because the, total the room exists regardless. Right. I'm yeah. sorry to uh, interrupt. No. I have to go run around the corner. Okay. I wish we had started with this, this topic at the beginning of the show of the of the radio show. 
Great to meet you, James. Bucket. Rebecca, I know we've been Facebook friends for a long time. Nice to meet you in nice person. Nice to meet you in person, too. Uh, I'm being tapped on the shoulder by Liz Ferriati, who secretly go, go, has a crush go. on me. Go. But and listen, uh, great to be on the show. I believe, but I listen, believe that Liz does have a crush on Rayo. Thank you, But James, I'm sorry. I'm this late. is the thing. It's not losing the money. I'm 6-0 and oh, or something like that. I don't want to win. I'm a... So you don't. You just I'm don't want a loss in your column. I'm afraid of one in the loss column. I've never had that. I don't have that. I one. think. I it think scares the shit out of me. Look, Stephen Colbert well, just wrote uh, this great article. Or he was just interviewed in this great article in I think Vanity Fair. He he said when he bombs on stage, when he used to do stand up, he used to bomb on stage. He had to lean into it and not just learn from it, but enjoy it. So you have to be ready. And if, if you fear's have the zero. only reason why you're not going to do something, it's not a good enough reason. It just isn't. Especially if the financial risk isn't going to hurt you in the long run. Well, it's also, you know, he's writing about leaning into it. Because I've, I've been in precarious situations where I did have to, like, double my things. And, like, my, my instinct, which was always good, was when things weren't doing well, was never to cut back, but was to invest more heavily in the thing. And I always managed to turn around. But now I have three kids. Yeah, I know. The risks are different. And I, and I don't want to be, have, to be sucked into okay. that. But you just okay. said that the financial risk wasn't overwhelming. No, at the time. But I don't want to be taking time away okay, from my Okay, I have kids. an idea. Yeah. Why don't you try to de-risk a little bit? So off twenty percent of the op of your particular operation for the exact amount that you would have because your, it's your personality driven. No, I'm taking, it's Liz, about Liz, him. Liz is going to be a partner. Essie's going to be a partner. I'm taking. I have a, we have a my, my my other partner George is going to be a partner. We have a good team. I mean, I, I'm doing every. I, I think I made a lot of good decisions about this. I just don't know Vegas. Like, yeah, but I, you know, everybody's most people. Well, I'll it's say this. It's trial by fire, but it's a learning curve. You're going to figure the, it out. The people you at the Caesars do. organization, they know Vegas very well. And they are really behind this. They really think it'll work. They've really been pushing me to do it. So if anybody knows, they know. But And they love a comedy room there because nobody has to sit for an hour-long Cirque du Soleil show. Yeah. Yeah. They can go in and out. Yeah. They're 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 gonna they're gonna push people to your comedy room versus the other shows. Yes. Well, no, you mean people going in and out of the comedy show? Yeah, yeah. In Vegas, people go in and out. No, of the No, but comedy that's show. not what you want. You don't want people walking in and but out of the comedy what, show. That's what the hotel wants. I don't know if that's they what the want, hotel wants or not. That's not. They want people gambling on the floor. The show is the, just there as a break for when they're they're broke and drunk from gambling. The show will be well, an hour and a half. If the show is just a break for broken drunk gambling people, we don't want it. That's not that, the, that's, a notion behind the comedy show. I. If I may speak for Noah, we want him. We I also Noah don't think that that's to, the Vegas energy of shows. That's more like the Connecticut energy of shows. Do you know what I mean? Okay. Like going to comedy shows in Vegas, there there's a lot more production behind it. It's a lot more like you want to sit and watch, and the ticket get, prices like, are big, higher. Do you get like, like big name comedians? Like yeah, no, I, I don't want it, it, I, they, but I don't want big name comedians. You're not. You're doing your thing. You're yeah, doing the, want, your business model there. That's what I figured. Yeah, yeah I want it to look like basically like a comedy show lineup. So, which but is you're going to have so many amazing people to choose from that are there already. And st I don't know. I think it's fucking brilliant, man. I, I'm excited yeah, it about sounds, it. I think maybe it's you, really Maybe brilliant. you want to be involved in it. Well, if I had two nickels to rub together, I'd throw you maybe, one. Maybe you could do some sweat equity. All right. you, we, we, Let me know, man. All right, I'll Let be me involved know, for real. if I can. No, no, no. I'm involved. Get out <laughs> well, of here, buddy. James, okay. how do you want to be involved? Sweat equity or cash? <laughs> I'll do cash. But I'll tell you, I'll tell you something because I'm learning, I'm learning this business because I want to learn. So this is the first time I'm saying this, but I bought a piece of stand-up New York. So I really want to learn this business. Cut. I'll be done. Wow. <laughs> well, Here there I am you go. Spilling, spilling secrets to What you. are you doing, Noam? <laughs> I'm, I'm making this a good podcast. I'll be done. Right. Now, now we got a show. You're born now a piece of stand-up New York. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Congratulations, man. Thank you. And How you much know, of a cut do you schedule. have? What's your, I'm, what's I'm your not, piece of the pie? That I won't say, but no? it's a small piece. Just for but, me to uh, Did you know that? Are you, are you, you didn't are tell you, me? 
Damn. I, I asked him. I asked him not to say anything. He's out. He's out. He's out. No, no, no. I asked him as a favor before not the to show. Say so it's my fault. Before the how show. Long, how long have you had it? Uh, I closed a week ago. You swinging your dick around? You making some changes? No, no, no. I'm not. T- I, this is the first time I mentioned it to anybody. I, I before the show, James uh-huh. Altucher on Sirius XM. <laughs> before the show, James Altucher. Uh, with the pronunciation precisely, Altucher. I'll touch her fast. I'll touch her. Before the show, <laughs> Altucher said to me, "So you've been working stand up New York?" I said, "No, nah, not that often." He goes, well, saw, "You should come back." I saw your photo there. But the point is, is Altucher. <laughs> now I know why he was saying this. There you go. And he said, "Well, I'll have." He said, I said, is Candy still booking? He said, yeah, Candy will contact you tomorrow. I'm thinking, how the hell, how the hell can he just say Candy will contact me tomorrow? And now I know how. There you go. Because he is the new part owner of the stand-up So New you're York. a competitor. I'm not, well, I, I figured Creek in the cra- Cave is here. I'm, we're all friends. <laughs> we <Don't>, were. <laughs> no, I, we're not. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, no, uh, okay, let me, not no, real. No, let me just say this. I love the Comedy <laughs> Cellar. I think this is the best comedy club in town. And I say this as a part owner of Stand Up New York. And this is an iconic place. And so I'm a, I'm and I, and I'm I say this. Fan. I want to squash you like a bug. <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> no, no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I, I, that didn't, that didn't uh, come uh, off. The well. last. Um, uh, I, I thought it would get a laugh. Listen, I, of course, I, I, have no, I, have, I have no. I only have problems. I've had some problems with competitors, but it was always their fault. Like, no, no, I, it, it sounds ridiculous. It's I really say true. I the same thing. Yeah, it's probably true. I don't. I never have any issue with anybody wanting. To, I mean, why shouldn't you? Look, I go. I've been to shows here in the past couple of weeks. Like, I love this place. So, oh, no, no like, like, I had a problem with the guys on the street like you're because they send their flyer this? people in front of the place trying to hawk customers How off. How about when line. they send your their booker into your room? Does that ever bother you? They did that to you, right? Oh yeah. yeah that would that would that would bother me. Yeah, so I'm saying that's always there for, but like the idea that someone who owns a business in my field is an enemy. No, actually, actually, it's a small group of people who kind of understand each other. It doesn't make you so an I'm enemy, not, but it, you are be, still a competitor. You're no, not an look, enemy. No, I'm not that's trying a to be stretch. I'm not trying to be a gazillionaire from owning a tiny piece of stand in New York. I just love. But the to industry. be clear, no one's going to squash you <laughs> like a no, bug. Then, then I will. Then I will learn accordingly. Look, like this is no. not where I make my income or livelihood. So this is just a fun piece, I just right? To do this. I think it's terrific, actually. I, I do things I want to do. So yeah, I, I, I was just about to say this. that's the best reason to do it. You want to have some fun. I mean, we only go around once. It's such a cliche. You really do. Like that's true. Yeah, life is short. Life is short. Do what you want. Have some fun. Look, every every comic, in a sense, is a competitor. Exactly. To like, like Daniel com- Day Lewis. That's and, uh, what I'm getting at. Yes. Uh, there will be two other comics. So there is that. You are a competitor. But at the same time, we're all comics, and we have an understanding and a common goal. So. So, uh, you know, the competitive spirit does enter into it, but so does the camaraderie. Sure. And uh, I do think that a robust... I don't think the Comedy Cellar wants to be the only comedy club in town. I don't think that's... In, in, Look, in you want theory, your I don't. to do well. And they, they do four or five shows a night here, and then they're heading back uptown or whatever... They're going to stop off someplace else, which is what happens. You told me Elon Gold was here last night. He was at Stand Up New York a half hour before he was here. Exactly. And he's the, dead to me. Do you see? Comedy <laughs> seller, no, I'm sure he's not because there's I'm sure so he's much culture involved that you don't know about. I'm oh, sure God. he was perfecting his material there so he could do a better job sure, here. Here's but that's thing. not the point. What's it's the point? like right, I'm naive. Maybe I no, do everything stupid in this podcast, and in which case I apologize. No, no, you, no, 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 not at all, not at all. I, I just think I'm that it's buy important. I'm going next. And, and, and it's the creek in the cave. Um, it's important to to um, uh, 
I don't know, not blow up the comic spot a little bit. Like they need to be able to jump around from sh- from place to place, and it does get people's back up a little bit. No, no, you know it, what I mean. Like but, I'm not saying you specifically, but I mean like it. Do- I mean it does. Like it 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 bugs people sometimes. Like it bugs Lou. It bugs. You know what I mean. I'm not making that up. I've, I've who, had who's Lou from Caroline's. Oh, it bugs Lou. Uh, uh, do you know what I mean? Feranda. Yeah. It, it, when people perform in other places. Yeah, like he he wants yeah. people to know. Like it, if he's bringing someone in for a weekend, he just wants yeah. them for his club. Okay. You know what I mean? That's, but all exactly. these places yeah, yeah. are Caroline's, Comedy Cellar, The Stand, whatever. I don't know. They're kind of competing in the same almost geographic location. So I And we've like, kind of gotten away with being the Midland clubs that they don't really worry no. about too much. Can, can I just say you something on I mean? Lewis's behalf? Oh, sure. He's is a little different because Caroline's has a headliner. Right. And they have a famous... And, and, they, and they're bringing people in from And they hope town. to sell tickets based on the name of that guy. So if that guy is on the Comedy Cellar lineup, potentially someone who sees him in the cellar might not buy a ticket to Caroline's that weekend. Right. So I understand that. No, I think it's but completely understandable too. Re- but you know, it doesn't really affect us that in the same way. It would. Now, SD, now just on GP, SD can't stand when anybody who works here works anywhere else. Right? It goes, it cuts, I think that's it understandable cuts, though. It cuts through her like a knife. But, I, but I don't comedians have that, I don't who have perform that at your club also perform at the Comedy Cellar all the time, right? Absolutely. Um, I wouldn't say all the time, but yeah, there. Well, yeah, Wednesdays. There's always seller guys there on Wednesdays. Yeah. I mean, I, I, yes, they're there a lot, and and that's part of the thing is that like I don't I don't really promote that they're there very often, and unless it's through Legion of Skanks. Um, and it, part of that is out of respect for like knowing that, and and oftentimes they'll even ask me, is it okay for me to do a show and just not say anything, not promote that I'm doing it even like a one-man show and because not promote that I'm doing it because I just want to... No, just because they want to do their own thing and not necessarily have a bunch of audience members which we, they knew that they would be exposing new material. It's like what you're talking about, like so that they can work out new stuff. I think people work out stuff at the other clubs for here. This they is do. The club that's 100% true. At. Anybody that performs at the cellar is going to bring so their guy here 100% of the time. I'm a big believer in the concept, and I know you're probably going to agree with me, of an even exchange. Meaning that somebody does a spot we give them $100 or whatever it is, and that is 100% of the transaction. There's no hidden obligations. They're not also There's doing no ties, a spot, yeah. getting $100, and now they have to pr- not perform somewhere else. Like, if that's what I want, I say, listen, I'm going to pay you, and in return, you're not going to perform elsewhere, whatever it is. But but you can't have and both ways. you could ways. do that you if you wanted to. You can't give them a hard time about performing somewhere else, but but not being ready to make up the income that and they're losing. So I'm like, of course, perform wherever you is, want. Is, is, it, it, is, it, is it possible that the very reason... So many wonderful comics want to live in New York. Is that there is a robust comedy scene with numerous clubs, so that yes. if the comedy right cellar here. were right the on only, you can get up twenty five yeah. times the a week if you want to. the only club in town, that would make this city less attractive, perhaps. One hundred percent. It would turn it into Acme, Look, or you know, there's a great example in in business media, which is CNBC was around, and then Fox Business started in uh, two thousand seven. I was on CNBC all the time at the time. I got the call. We never want to see you on Fox Business. And everybody got that call. And Fox Business now is crushing CNBC. Like, because they didn't, they didn't make those calls. So it was like open house at Fox Business, and then they, they just dominated after that. That's, I agree with that. And, and meanwhile, nothing's, nothing's touching the iconic status of a comedy cellar. Like, everybody watches Louie, and it's, he's walking down to the comedy cellar. This is the, this is the place. Wouldn't you say? A hundred percent. Yeah. Well, so, thank you. So, I really so, hope you don't quit. So, I'm worried about you. The show? Yeah. 
I, I had it with the show. <laughs> no, no, <laughs> only the show, and I'll talk to you about Las Vegas. And, right. I, and I'm going to produce uh, Dan Natterman's one hour five-minute special. I don't know that I want to do this show on my own, to be honest you with you. You can choose any co-host you want. You told me that the, you, the weeks I'm not there are better. No, I didn't say that. Well, I, uh, I didn't told you say you. that? He did say it. No, uh, there was a couple of weeks where well, I who said... Who were your co-hosts when Noam wasn't say, there, I, didn't, I never said, the weeks Noam's not here are better. I, I've said on a couple of occasions, we had a great show last week, and Noam wasn't there. <laughs> that doesn't mean that every Look, show... So, well, who's but, but usually your co-host? We've done great shows with Noam. But listen, I'm, we've I'm, done listen, great I'm, shows I'm, without I'm, Noam. I wasn't, I wasn't, I'm, we've I wasn't done great on, shows without me. I wasn't put on this earth to be a radio talk show host. They may be better without me. I could totally live with that. First off, I could say as a as an avid listener, yeah. I need both of you on the podcast. Well, we so. have a big fan here that doesn't want to come join us, unfortunately. But if you have any <laughs> anything to add to this discussion, she doesn't want to come on. Okay, there's a fa- <laughs> we, we do have way more listeners than I realize. I will say that. Oh, we do. Uh, yeah. That and, I, and by the way, there's a ton of comedy podcasts out there. There's probably too many comedy podcasts, and this yeah. is like a. Great comedy podcast. Now, Sirius, it's a pretty well-known Sirius, needle in a haystack. Sirius anyway. has re-upped us four years in a row. That's now, now amazing. Al Tutcher, uh, apropos of the previous discussion with regard to my vision of the podcast versus Noam's vision of the podcast, where do you fall on that line? Would you rather hear more talk about the medical profession? <laughs> or Wait, you, put your headphones on. I gotta go, would you rather hear more discussion about... The Vegas Room, a possible future comedy seller TV show. The lives of the comics that work here, their trials and travails, as well as the comedy business and show business at large, mixed in with the occasional or more than occasional discussion of huge events that everybody is talking about. I, li- I like all of it because I like the vision of hearing like the, the smartest philosophers on the planet right now are the comedians. So I like hearing their vision of... Uh, the world. I just went to see Chris Rock and Dave Chappelle. They didn't talk about the comedy business. They talked about Trump, marriage, divorce, and North Korea. So well, that's a special. And given, it's also great for me to hear about comedy. I love comedy. Given, given that, you, you know, comics, not all for, for sure, some uh, have a philosophical bent. Then if we're going to go in that direction, as I said... We should put some thought into what the most appropriate comics are for a particular topic. And sometimes topics come... I like that it's totally random. I think you guys should just show up with five bullet points on a piece of paper and shoehorn the conversation as hard as you can like you do every week. I have a journalist waiting for me. It's great. And I got to go talk to her. I'll be here next week. Actually, next week I'm away. Okay. (laughs) But I'll be there the week after and then we'll decide. Okay. Um... Well, I don't agree that it should just be random, put any comics. Some comics don't have a lot to say about certain topics. I don't have a lot to say about certain topics. Noam oftentimes wants to get into topics that I know nothing about at all. Okay. And then you're not. Then I'm not being utilized to my full effect, and I might as well not be here, which is fine. I think then, that you being cranky at Noam is you being well, utilized that, to your that's fullest that's effect. That's part of the show. That's part that of the show. That is part of the show, but it drives Noam insane, and it's giving him agita. Where did Steve go? Well, that's and, good. Uh, on the podcast. And um, it, it may not be good for his mental health. And well, he doesn't really. I think right. it's taking right. a toll on him. Dan, I believe talk, it is. Yeah. Let's talk about you for a second. Well, okay. <laughs> we don't have all the time in the world. How much time do we have? We can edit. Also, on the podcast version, we can put the whole thing on. It's only on the radio where we need to just do an hour. So let's talk so about So go ahead, you. I'll touch it. So I think you should come up with a plan other than waiting to be picked by a Hollywood producer. That could be one plan. It's not a bad plan. Not, it's not yeah. bad to be chosen by Netflix and to produ- pr- pursue that. I'm pursuing that in other directions for other things. But I, you have to also pursue every angle. I, I don't disagree with you. All right. So, so I don't think we're we're uh, I don't think we're in disagreement about that. 
And and if you want to produce me, uh, I, you know that's something. Ray you Ellen, can, you can do an he hour. He wants to be produced. Here. Produce him. You can do an hour up here. At the do the five minute cat. idea. Yeah, I love the five minute idea. I love the five minute idea outside, like a David Blaine type of like a street magic. Let's do street comedy in, in like Union Square. The five, the the the, the Dan Natterman five minute special. And then we'll figure out a thousand ways to, to get it out there. That's not a bad idea, although I'm in public I may be a little skittish, you know. I I'm, I'm pretty close right. to the outside right. part, I, but I like everything else. I've that got you an said. idea for that, and I'm, I'm sorry to interrupt. Okay, yeah. go, no, go ahead, go ahead. I'll open for you so you'll be less skittish. Uh, oh, I don't know if that'll goodness. help or not. How long have you been doing stand up? I've been doing it about a year, but maybe more intensively the past six months. Oh, like okay. three times a week. Well he's very, okay, very cool. new. Yeah. I'm very new. Okay. Well, that's something. Uh, but but I have done street comedy to tighten up a little bit, and and so I feel I could I loosen mean, I, you up. I get stage fright doing street. normal comedy. I, I'm not a relaxed guy. I've done he's it not, on the Dan subway. is saying he's not really a man on the street kind of guy. I, I mean, if it's like man in the street, where it's one on one interview, but you're talking about doing a comedy doing show a outside. Comedy show outside. Yes. Right, I've got an idea. We'll do. We'll go on a subway car. No, and, no way. No, no, no. I've done it. It's great. And I'm not. I'm. I'm not. I'm an Who's introvert. Who's the comedian that used to do that? I mean, that's that. a great idea if I had the balls to do it. John Leguizamo used to do that. He would go in and do the announcing in different voices and stuff like that. That's amazing. Yeah, yeah, let's, yeah. let's try it. Let's try yeah. everything. We could try everything. Well, I mean, maybe just start with five minutes that Dan's comfortable with and make a special out of that, and then yeah. go from there. Yeah. Let's pick a couple days at the end of this month, and we'll do the, the Dan and do it in Natterman a different spot. Every, like, do it all over the city, like all the different clubs that show uh, you love. Oh, oh, oh my God. That's a great idea. Yeah. Let's do one joke per club and edit it together as one special. And we'll hit every single club. Well, there's... Uh, well, maybe. Well, well, we'll talk about the details. We'll talk about the details. Okay, but I'm just saying... <laughs> what are you saying about... Andrew Schultz already did that, according to Liz Ferriati. Oh, my goodness. He beat you to the punch. I, well, okay. I think if we're going to do something... That's it, good knowledge to have, but we could come up with 20 other ideas and figure out what works. All right. I'm going to get into business with Al Toucher. I want to get into bed with Al Toucher. That's, that's, what we, that's, a, that's <laughs> an expression we use in the business. It does, I don't mean literally. I just need to warn you I don't want to have any more children, as long as you're okay with that. <laughs> All right. You have children? I have two daughters. Okay. Well, uh, that's just a term of art we use in show business, meaning I want to work with you. Okay, I thank, thank you for telling me. Yeah. I worked at HBO for many years, <laughs> okay. and I own a comedy club. Gotcha. All right. Well, as long as we're all on the same page. Um, I guess that's, unless uh, somebody else has something uh, they want to bring up, uh, we are, I think, uh, ready to uh, close this out. Uh, do, you, do you have a new book? Is there, like, a new book that you just, that you just no, published? No, no. In fact, this is the first year since 2003. you've taken a break? I'm not writing a book. Good for you. Yeah. Because I'm doing He's comedy. doing stand-up. <laughs> okay. That's because awesome. Because it's fun. I'm not trying to beat anybody. It's just like the funnest thing I'm, I'm doing right now. That's awesome. And it's scary as hell. I admire How often you do you get up you. a week? I go three times a week. And are you doing open mics or are you No, no, spots? no. I never do an open mic. So Why is that? Because I feel like you're the average of the five people you surround yourself with. So I always try to uh, get in as stressful and terrifying lineup as possible. Uh -huh. I d my ideal lineup is everybody has a one-hour Netflix special except me, and I have to up my game or, or be the total idiot on the stage. Wow. So And it's scary. I'm terrified. Do you have, like, a favorite host that you like to work with? Uh, I, like, I like everybody that I've worked with. Yeah? Yeah. I don't, I, don't, I don't dislike anybody. Well, I wasn't asking for the negative. I was wondering if there was somebody you wanted to shout out that you, like, that you feel like is, like, a I'll really great out, host. I'll or? shout out uh, three recently that I've... The last three... Was Gino Bisconte, Gino's um, great. Ashley Morris, and uh -huh. Luis Gomez. Awesome. So Luis J. Gomez. He gets very Louis upset when you lose that J, my friend. The J has to be there. Uh, but I'm sure there's others I'm forgetting. I've, I've really liked every Oh, I'm host. sure. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah, yeah. 
That's good. Well, um, James Altucher, welcome to this this crazy, crazy World. fun house. <laughs> Uh, that is uh, stand up. By comedy. the way, I, you don't think no one was upset, uh, and I'll just ask this right on the podcast. You don't think it was upset that I said that right here? We've got Rebecca right no, here. No, I, I don't think so. I think he was kidding around. Um, I absolutely do not believe, and he has great respect for you. He likes. See, no one likes intellectuals. That's You've right. written books that trumps anything else you could do. That's why he wanted to ask all the like big questions today. Yeah, too. because uh, Noam's Noam more than anything else wants to be an like an intellectual pundit. Like his dream would be to be okay. like. Bill Maher, or whatever. And, and so let's make and a deal. Let's make a deal. Let's let's. The, and Stephen's listening to this as the producer Steve, here. Yeah. Let let's the three of us come back on and only talk politics with Noam. <laughs> I will do that. Well, you can talk to Noam about it. You know, whatever. No, I want you. I want to talk. You you talk about anything. You could talk about anything. All right, go ahead. Yeah, Rebecca I mean, could talk fine. about anything. That, we're fine. not. We're not. <laughs> We're not unwilling. He's um, listening. He, I don't. I feel like you've sold him harder on a lot of other ideas tonight than this one. No, no, no. I think just, this one might have bombed just a little. Please agree to this. Please agree to this. Yeah. Fine. I agree. All, All right. right. All right. Steven, can you put it together? Sure. <laughs> All right. Um, and we'll talk more about you know some of those ideas. Uh, thank you for listening, everybody. Please send us emails to uh, wherever the email address. I'm not even sure what it is. Do you know what it is, Liz? Oh, never mind then. Forget the email. You can Google it. You can tweet us if you have any thoughts about the podcast, uh, the radio show, what you like, what you don't like. Uh, huh? Every now and again, it's the same people tweeting us. Gunnar, this guy Gunnar. He's Gunnar loves the show. But I, we, I like more than four or five people, the same people tweeting at us. So please let us know if you if there's something you don't like about the show, tweet us and let us know. Otherwise, we can't change anything. <laughs> Well, we, we, I can't read your mind. Your numbers mind. are higher than you think they are. I can't are. read your mind. Remember? You have to take the first step and call us at Apex Tech. <laughs> Please uh, uh, keep on listening, and we'll see you soon at the Comedy Seller Show. Thank you very much. Thank you, guys. <laughs> <laughs>